Hey everybody, welcome to the Geek Generation. I'm your host, Rob Logan, and this week's episode is the Agent Carter panel from Wizard World Philadelphia. Haley Atwell and Dominic Cooper were on stage to discuss the future of the Agent Carter series, the fallout of Captain America Civil War, and some behind-the-scenes shenanigans. Before we get to the panel, just a reminder that you can see more of what we do over at thegeekgeneration.com, and you can support the show by clicking on the Amazon button you see on the homepage before doing your Amazon shopping. When you do, a small portion of what you spend comes our way at no additional cost to you, and we thank you for the support. Now, here's the Agent Carter panel from Wizard World Philadelphia with Haley Atwell and Dominic Cooper. together a warm welcome for Haley Atwell. Yes, welcome. Hello. Dominic is on his way, but I think he's doing his hair, so it's going to take a little time. How are you doing today? I'm great. It's fantastic to be here. Such a warm crowd. Yeah, having fun? Very much so, yeah. Well, congrats on a wonderful couple of seasons. I think we're all in agreement that we would love to see the show come back. Oh, yeah. I know. We, you're just, it's great to see such a strong female character on TV, and we, we love you so much. Thank you. Well, it means a lot. I mean, I, I love doing Peggy Carter, and Marvel is still so supportive of the series, so maybe it will go somewhere else, and we'll, we'll have more of her. streaming service would, would pick that up. I think we'd be okay too, with that. Yeah. Names. Um, before we toss it to the fans, I wanted to ask, romance aside, do you think that Peggy would have been Team Cap or Team Iron Man in this latest Civil War-ness? I think well, we know what Dominic would say, but... Well, yeah, of course. Well, I think Cap has a bit of an existential crisis in Civil War, doesn't he? And uh, I think that he obviously needs Peggy. Um, so I, I would say, you know, I'm not going to give up on Cap. He's my number one man. Here with the microphone. We'll start on this side. So first up. Hello. Hello. No questions. How how do you feel of Captain America joining Hydra? We see, you know, when when Peggy kind of ends her life when she's she passes away, I think obviously. Steve doesn't know what's going on. I think he, um, I think again, he has he has a bit of an existential crisis. I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced that he is all the way Hydra. I think he might be bluffing, um, or just trying to get more information out of the bad guys. Thank you. Hop over to this side. Hello. Hi. Um, so I don't know if you have seen on Twitter recently or any of the news articles about it, but there was a huge movement. Um, I think a few weeks ago called hashtag give Captain America a boyfriend <laughs> And I was wondering what your feelings about that were. Why wow, it's a fantastic idea. I'd like to see that myself <laughs> So she was as hot as Captain America. <laughs> yeah Thank you Hi Haley. Hi. Uh, I wanted to say uh, I think you did an amazing, amazing uh, job on Agent Carter and I Thank hope you. it gets picked up on Netflix Mainly because I really want to hear Peggy swear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to ask, um, Peggy plays a 
lot of series like she's a military woman in a time where that makes a lot of impact like first she's a code breaker and then she's in the ssr yeah and i was wondering if you did any research on women in the military yeah well the thing that obviously within the film the franchise of the marvel universe it's kind of you know she's she's quite unique in that situation that like you don't see many women having the roles that she has but the research that i was doing was it was inundated with case studies of fantastic women who were who were fighter pilots as well as code breakers and they were a lot more active and physical in the war than i think uh, you know our everyday audiences are led to believe so i didn't feel that peggy was on her own in that respect she was just a representation of all the women that had gone before her thank you thank you what made Peggy, I mean, she already had such a strong, already has, I want to say had now, don't I, uh, demeanor, strong demeanor, but um, do you think that she just had the ambition and the empowerment to be successful on her own as well, aside of, you know, that time period she was living in where women didn't have as much opportunity? Yeah, well, in the second season of the show, you see a little flashback of her relationship with her brother, Michael, who obviously meant a lot to her and, of course, encouraged her to become the woman that she ends up being and not just going down the route of, of marriage. And you know, I, I kind of get a sense from from a little bit of that we've discussed about Peggy's background is that she was kind of brought up to feel genderless in the sense that she wasn't, she was around very strong um, intelligent men but also had a very strong intelligent mother who was able to let her know that she was just as capable as the men are. And I think that's something that she kind of kept going with it. I mean, it was much harder for Peggy and harder for women to have the kind of say that men around her did. But I think that she just had this belief, as she says, of she, she knew her value. Wonderful, yeah. I think we're on this side, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, now that um, Peggy has finally kissed Daniel at the end of season two, tell me, who is the better kisser? Enver or Bridget? Bridget? Oh! Oh, yeah. oh no, no, I haven't answered that. I just reminded myself that I did kiss her. Well, I mean... <laughs> I'm just gonna kiss her! <laughs> it's a nightmare working with this man. Nightmare. Your hair looks fantastic. I'm glad you took the time to do it properly. <laughs> That's what we've been waiting for. That's what we've been waiting for. So, what you told me I was late? Yeah. I wasn't doing my hair. What were you doing? Not telling you. <laughs> Hi. Oh, there's loads of people out there. I know. Lots of people. Welcome, welcome. Sorry, I, I'm happy late. to have you. I, I'd say fine. Dominic is definitely the better kisser. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Hi, Haley. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Amazing voice. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I was wondering, um, since you've played Peggy Carter at so many different stages of her life, I was wondering if there was a different headspace that you had to get into to play her at different points and what the differences were. Yeah, the, the biggest difference in season two is when you see the flashbacks of her where she is struggling to figure out whether she should marry or she would go into the military. And so showing her kind of vulnerability and the sense that she's not a fully formed person yet, she's trying to figure out who she is. So that was very different, and I wanted to show kind of a much younger um, Peggy, um, mentally and emotionally. So then it gave her somewhere to go when you see her fully embracing who she is and her power. So that was kind of the biggest challenge. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you too. You have Thank a you. great day. Thank you. Thank you. Cheerfully. So lovely. <laughs> All 
Over here? Okay, hi, so how did you guys feel when you got casted for those roles? Well, I was a bit relieved because the last time Dominic and I worked together, we were wearing the worst wigs known to humanity in the Duchess. Mine was worse. Yeah, yours is awful. Mine was tight curls along my forehead. He yeah. told me I looked like one of those buffaloes. You did? When I came inside. <laughs> and they kind of, I looked like... And we were meant to look good and sexy. We looked know, awful. We looked awful. We I... can't say this out loud, no, actually. No, we can't. No, no, nothing. No, 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 it was great. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it was well, I kind of when I found out you were a cast, I was like, oh bloody hell, I can't get away from you. But it was lots of fun. It, but it was amazing. It's, I mean, it's it's surprising that we're ever able to get any work done because we just mess around. We, we giggle a lot. A lot, a lot of silly of giggles. We yes. try and be serious. But we were very excited to hear that we would be doing it again after the film. I think that's when I got more excited because also to explore those characters much more than we managed to in the film. Isn't that correct? Indeed, yes. That's well correct. <laughs> Thank you. And with all the, the films coming out and who knows what shows may come back, I think I should be in Preacher. Yes. I've got the perfect character for you as well. Oh yeah? Oh yeah? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Speaking of, you guys are both to, and you're starting a new show as well, Conviction on ABC. Congratulations. Those, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, they're both darker roles that you guys are both taking from what you've played, you know, as Howard Stark and Peggy, is that something that you wanted? Like, did you want that challenge? Or did the roles just kind of come up and you're like, yeah, let's do this? Um, yeah, the roles do, they are extraordinarily different, aren't they? I don't know enough about the new one you're playing, but it, I think that's what both of us, when we studied, they're the kind of things you absolutely want to do. You want to try as many different genres as possible and you want to see and push yourself as far as you can to see what's interests you and it excites you so having done that for so long you want to do something almost the opposite and that's how I felt going into that yeah absolutely if there was a character that was similar to ours, or something you'd probably think twice about doing it um, and I've very much enjoyed trying something completely different and then after this I'd like to go back to something completely different again you're brilliant in it by the way have you seen it I've seen the trailer I don't even speak in the trailer <laughs> It shouldn't sound surprising, but it's brilliant and it's so different. What sounds surprising? The way you, you actually complimented me sounds surprising. No, I, yeah, I didn't want to sound like I was surprised that you were good. You did sound surprised. Well, I, I mean, I'm a you little bit surprised. surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but to see you do something so different and dark. Thank you, Hayley. <laughs> and you are great in it. It is great. Thank you. Love it. And it, it, they are super dark, so I'm interested to see where it goes. Gets darker. Gets darker? Oh. It does, yeah. In a nice way. Good, good. In a family orientated way. Of course, of course, right. Uh, Marty McFly, over here? Hi. What's, What's the quote again? What you do, kid? Jump ship? Is that the quote? <laughs> is that it right? Is. Yeah. Where is he? He was here. Dominic does a great doc impression. Yeah, I do. <laughs> the James. <laughs> Sorry. Dub Smash Wars, which was your favourite to film and which was your favourite to watch on the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. side? Well, um, when we started this Dub Smash War, what actually happened was that we were in Comic-Con, James, Darcy and I, and we were having lots of fun and started posting our own Dub Smash. And, you know, Clark and Chloe were like, yeah, we want to get in on that. So they tried to do a few that weren't very good. <laughs> and, and then 
that, that night, I was really tired, so I went to bed early. And James texted me and he went, oh my God, I'm, I'm really scared of what's happening in the next room. They're, they're planning something big. And they've gotten the whole cast to do We Are The Champions, ending with Clark Gregg dressed as Peggy. <laughs> and I was livid. Because it was really good. And uh, I didn't sleep all night. And the next morning, James and I met for breakfast and we looked at each other and James went, well, there's only one thing we can do. <laughs> and so we booked a flight <laughs> to Atlanta the next day. We got, got up at four in the morning and we flew all the way to the set of Civil War to dust mash with Chris, another one bites the dust. Uh, and then we're like, thanks, see ya, and got on a plane and went all the way back. That's kind of how psychotically competitive we are. And uh, I like to think that one, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Over here. Hi, guys. Uh, my question is actually for Haley. Sorry, Dominic, because you took forever to get here. Sorry. It's true, it's true. It, you took a minute. I was stuck in an elevator, is the truth. You were stuck? Yes. In the elevator? Yes. Did the police come and rescue you? I did get rescued, yes. That is fantastic. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. Um, my question is... <laughs> Since you've seen Civil War, Haley, I assume, um, mm -hmm. if, if Peggy hadn't died, um, how do you feel she would react to Sharon and Steve? She would march Sharon back home and ground her. <laughs> I think we're all hoping you'd say that. Quite right, quite right. Thank you, you did not disappoint. <laughs> Since we learned from uh, the Winter Soldier and the interview footage that was released that Peggy married somebody that was um, rescued by Steve and at the end of Agent Carter she ended up kissing Sousa who was in the war. So do you think that that person was Sousa that she ended up marrying? I think that's why we need a season three. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, of course, yeah, Sousa was in the war, but he, he doesn't tell Peggy that Steve saved him. And I don't know whether that's because he doesn't know it was Steve or that if it was Steve at all. And so I think that's something that we'd have to explore with the writers. Thank you. Are you just kissing everyone? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> don't snog. <laughs> I got embarrassed. about Sharon. Um, in season two, we see that Michael, Peggy's brother, passes away in the war. So how does Sharon Carter even happen? <laughs> I think that's why we need a season three. <laughs> it's a very good question. Thank you. Over here. Hi. Hi, I'm sorry. It's me, Vince. Hi, Vince. I think, I think you think I'm following you by now, right? No, thanks for the did, jewelry. Didn't did I see you in New Orleans? You're welcome. My question being, actually it was season one, my first, first question comment is, what am I going to do at 9 o'clock on Tuesday after Marvel Hayes is still going? Oh. What am I going to watch? And the second, I believe Netflix is going to pick you up. Oh. But, the, but, the, but the question is, I don't think anybody's asking for when you um when you got back with the Holland Commandos in season one, how was that? That that must have been like a lot of fun. 
It was I mean, those guys are really crazy. Oh, I, they're great. I mean, especially Dum Dum Dugan. Dum, yeah. He's, uh, yeah. he's yes. amazing and he's so yeah. funny. It's lo I mean, that's the great thing about revisiting a character that you played a few years before because we did have a great time on the first Captain America, didn't we? <laughs> And um, so to be, you don't get that chance often in this industry. I mean, one of the nice things that, about these conventions, especially this one, is that we all get to mess around and be together for a while, which is great fun. And, and we, we genuinely, for the most part, kind of like each other. Uh, we have our moments. But so with the Howling Commandos as well, it was the same thing to see, see Dum Dum again. It just was kind of bittersweet. Oh, thank you. You're just feeling sorry for me because I'm sitting here alone. Thank you. Actually, my question was about your role in Mamma Mia. Oh. <laughs> yep, yep. So what was it like preparing for that type of musical role that's like so vastly different than what you did for Howard Stark? Uh, well, it was very daunting because I couldn't sing any of the notes because they were so high. <laughs> that was the first problem. And then I found myself in a church with a piano and a very hairy man playing that piano <laughs> asked, requesting me to sing this song, which was an ABBA song, and he happened to be in ABBA. Then I sweated profusely for half an hour and then managed to reach some high notes and then practiced constantly for about two weeks and then did lots of sit-ups because I heard I was going to be naked throughout the entire film. <laughs> the whole thing was petrifying. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I have a question for Haley. Um, you got gotten to reprise um, Peggy multiple times, and you've really been able to dig in and give us this amazing, inspiring, and strong character. So, what's your favorite part about playing Peggy? Um, I like that she she's not a superhero. So she doesn't have any superpowers, but. That makes her quite relatable because she has to use what's around her uh, and she's, she's her wit and her intelligence. But what I also like is that she's, there's a vulnerability and a warmth about her. She's, she's not perfect and that makes her so much more human and relatable. Um, and at the same time, you know, the, the thing about people who have courage, it's not that they are fearless, it's what they choose to do in the face of fear. And to see someone like Peggy who is, the, the odds are always against her. And yet she has, she taps into these deep resources within her that allow her to do incredibly brave things. I think that's quite inspiring. Thank you so much. I think the showrunner said that one of your greatest, Peggy's greatest fault is that people underestimate her. So, yeah, because yeah. it gives her somewhere to go. Yeah. Exactly. Did she change a lot from how you did it when, because I found it really odd going back years later into a TV show having thought about that character before, did it change, did she change a great deal? Do, do you watch the uh, first film now and think that's quite a different interpretation of her? Yeah, I, there wasn't much humor in her in the first yeah. one. And, it, and she was, and I, I found her quite, in some ways quite stiff. And the great thing about the series was it allowed me to have a bit more space to explore different parts of her character. Clowning work, I call it. Clowning, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. goofballing. Over Thanks. here? Thanks. Okay. Great question, Dominic. So, Dominic, what do you do to prepare for Preacher? My hair. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name is Paige. Um, I have a question for Haley. 
Um, one of my favorite things about your character is her fighting style. Peggy has a tendency to just sort of barrel into people and use her brute strength, um, which I find is a little bit unusual for a female character. Usually it's more of a finesse. I was wondering how that style was developed, like who's responsible for that? Well, that style was developed because um, I, Hayley Atwell, have a lot of confidence and very little skill, <laughs> which is a, quite a dangerous combination. <laughs> I kind of threw myself around the room and, uh, and many stuntmen's testicles were harmed in the makeup of the first season. Um, but that's okay. Um, and it really kind of came out of that, that she uses, that she uses a stapler to whack someone over the head because she doesn't really know what else to do. Um, so it, kind of, it literally came kind of quite in her haphazard, clumsy way, but that she had... I also, I also played rugby at school when I was a kid, and I, I was one of the smallest people on the team, so I would just throw myself at people, and I'd run into them, because that's what I was... I was just like, this a pitch, that's the ball, just run into people. So I would just kind of barge into lots of big legs in front of me, and um, yeah, it kind of... <laughs> Give me a, give me a preparation, the starting point for Peggy. You did loads of training. You were always training, weren't you? I was. You did loads in the film when in we the did fil the film. Yes. I remember you were always running upstairs, practicing running upstairs. You taught me it, how you, one should run upstairs. I, I didn't know before. <laughs> it, yeah. Surely you'd done it before. Um, but not in a kind of a cool, sexy no, way. That's what you did. Yeah, I kind of used to waddle up a staircase. <laughs> Yeah, it was good arms. You had good arms. Well, thank you. Like, yeah, 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 like that. And then, but I noticed that on screen it makes you look like you're running faster if you move your arms really fast. So my legs would be kind of normal pace, but I'd be doing that, and then I just look. That's good. what you taught me. Yeah. Thanks for that. You're welcome. Okay, hi. I'm a big fan of both of you, and I was just wondering, working with like the people you do on Agent Carter, it's a really great cast. Was there anything really funny that happened behind the scenes that you just, that we didn't know about, we didn't see? Well, yes. Where should we begin? I think, um... Which one are you gonna say? Because I'm a bit worried about this. You're gonna tell me? Yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so there was a scene where... Right, <laughs> Wait, should I tell my version and you tell your version? Well, well I'll, I'll, I'll nubbins in when, You'll nubbins when I it. think okay. the So. For some of Dominic and I were messing around, or we did a scene, and we ended up both on the ground. And another actor came and took a picture of us upside down, and... When we'll... someone takes a picture of you upside down, you look very unattractive. Yes. Any human being so, in the world. this picture of Dominic ended up being the worst photograph of a human and taken. <laughs> so, um, this is the thing, this is the thing, Dom, is that you should, and this is a word of warning to all of you out Is this you trying to, to apologise? No. no. Um, the word of warning is never reveal your weakness because Dominic hated that picture so James and I decided to have it printed on everybody's t-shirt on the crew yeah what upset me was was how you spotted how upset I was and as I was requesting for the photograph to be removed from the said actor's phone you eyed up the fact that I was weak in that moment, yes. and this would upset me greatly, yeah. and went ahead with the procedure. I did. And not only was it printed on t-shirts, but there are now 
phone cases, <laughs> key rings. I took, I was, I went on holiday last week to, and I was in the Bahamas, which is very beautiful. And I, of course, had the phone case of Dominic. So that came with me. And uh, I have the phone case stuck in the sand next to an iguana. I have, the, I have it out at sea. Uh, just plodding along, bobbing up and down on the waves. You had a great time. You got a bit of a tan. <laughs> you were very popular with the ladies. Was I? Yeah. <laughs> I love that care about. <laughs> That's you okay it. then. You love it, you love it. I don't, I hate it, I hate it, I uh, hate it. Long may that joke continue. And then various other things. <laughs> okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Did you at least get a shirt or a phone case or a key ring? I don't want one! No. <laughs> I look hideous. There's a photograph of Dominic on the floor beside a, a man wearing the t-shirt of lots of Dominic faces all over the t-shirt <laughs> and then wearing a t-shirt on his head of Dominic and Dominic's face beside it. It's a beautiful thing. I might... I think it should be your new headshot. <laughs> Over here. Hi. Um... Before I ask my question, I wanted to tell Dominic that I thought Chris Hemsworth's hair was beautiful today, but you just, you blew him out of the water. <laughs> Your hair was gorgeous. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> and this question is for Haley. Um, do you think that Dottie could have been brought over to the good side uh, due to her admiration of Peggy? No, I think the great thing about Dottie is that she's Peggy's nemesis and that she's a force for evil and that's very much kind of what's been ingrained and trained in her as a black widow um, but I think there's a respect between them because Dottie's incredibly clever and Machiavellian and Peggy can't help but respect that it's just the same shame that she uses it for for bad instead of good but I think that's what their equality makes them much more interesting to watch and I think that's I think Dottie is she is who she is it's kind of asking like would ever would Peggy ever go to the dark side which I don't think she would but it keeps keeps it equal thank you As I'm sure you're aware, um, it's rare to see a strong female, complex female character in popular media. So who are your favorite leading ladies? Oh, I have, I have so many. Um, I love the kind of the golden age of Hollywood, like the Betty Davis and the Catherine Hepburns and those women that in the time was very, very different from women back then, yet they still, they still seem to have a dignity and an intelligence and a gravitas about them, which was very rare. And it's very rare to see those qualities in mainstream today where everyone can be famous in five minutes for taking a selfie at a certain angle, which I think can be deeply narcissistic. <laughs> and, um, so to have these incredibly strong women that I would watch their films growing up and think how witty and how smart they seem to be and also elegant and using their femininity and their sexuality, but that being just a facet of many qualities that they had as opposed to just their main currency. Awesome. All right, guys, I think we have time for two more. <gasps> two. <gasps> Don't worry, Spidey, we'll get you in. We're going to pop to the side first, though. <laughs> Hi, um, my name is Catherine, um, and my question is actually for Dominic. Um, because of Tony's actions at the end of Civil War, do you think as his father he would have approved of them? Were they justified because they were vengeful or would he have understood that Bucky was not actually Bucky at that point in time? <laughs> well, it's hard to think how a person who is thinking in the time that I'm playing Howard would be thinking in the future. But... <laughs> 
I think he would have approved of his actions and understood the situation that he was in. Because Howard has to um, make some very, very tough decisions always and often gets uh, blamed for making the wrong decisions and making the wrong choices for either greed or for his own, um, his own, his own best interests. But I think that he's a man that understands yeah, difficult, tricky situations and understands the reasons people make those decisions. So I think he probably would have, yeah, agreed and decided, yeah, I think. But that's for the other actor that plays him when he's older. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> John. John can answer that. I'll get him on the phone. Quickly, get him on the phone. FaceTime. Was that the right answer? Sounds good to me. Are you sure? I feel like I've... It, it was wrong. <laughs> it was a great answer. Thanks. Well. All right, Spidey, I think nice you're Spidey. our last question. Okay. Hi. My name's Max. Hi. Okay, so this question was supposed to be for Haley, but Dominic, I guess you could do it too. That is so sweet of you. You're feeling sorry for me as well. <laughs> um, so, since... Since Agent Carter is dead, <laughs> if you could be in another m movie, what would it be, and who would you play in that movie? In in the Marvel world, you mean? Yeah. Anyone? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Anyone? Uh, Sharon. <laughs> Good answer, ma'am. Don't make it. Uh, me, yeah. yeah. Anyone. Who has good hair? <laughs> my son. My son has quite good hair and a really good costume. No? Yeah. No? Is Banana Man Marvel? I believe so. Yes, him. <laughs> Banana Man, please. Okay. Thank you, sir. <laughs> well, thank you both so much for joining us today. We're great fans. Thank you. Thank you very much. Make it so.